Uh, welcome to She is the Ancient, a gender-bent curse of Strahd here on Gilding Light. Uh, thank you for your patience as we were dealing with tech issues and are starting 23 minutes late. Uh, if you're here, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah. So, um, first of all, thanks to DC for producing the show today. Uh, thanks to the players for being here. And thank you to you, the audience, for being here to support us. Um, I am your dungeon master, Beth the Bard. I have been tinkering with this play content for over a year, and I am excited to bring it to you starting now. Um, but first, um, we are going to have our players give a quick intro. So I'm going to go order of the screen on Twitch. Um, tell us who you are and tell us who you're playing. Uh, I guess that would be you first, Fenway. Absolutely. Hi, everyone. My name is Fenway Jones, also known as Fenway the Teen DM on Twitter and at Jasper's Game Day on all of the social medias. I will be playing Sarzaneth. She is a custom origin, half angel, half demon, um, uh, soul knife rogue who just got back from spending most of her life uh, in hell. That's where she met Todd. Um, and now she has found her way to, uh, you know, the mists. So that'll be fun. What was it Todd said last time? Uh, Bavaria? <laughs> Bavaria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, next up on the screen would be Casual. Greetings all, I'm Casual Campbell. You can find me on all social media at casual underscore Campbell, where I do a bunch of things on Twitter, Instagram, and also my Twitch channel, where I do D&D &D things and all those fabulous stuff. And today, I am Dr. Blanco Boombox, Artificer Revenant, Goblin Reborn, wrapping peace build back together. <laughs> things go boom and bump in the night and all things are edible. <laughs> The fryer. The fryer. Ah. <laughs> uh, next up is Jesse J. I am Jesse J. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the boss Jesse J. I do some writing for the DMs Guild, and I've been working with it's Beth the Bard uh, on writing the gender bent Curse of Strahd. Today, I'm going to be playing Todd. Todd is a 350 year old elf who is a warlock and has been in and out of the nine hells most of their life and has been stuck in Barovia. <laughs> you did it! <laughs> for about a year and a half, has already traveled with a party that was uh, no longer among the living. So Todd's a little stressed from their encounters with Strahd and is relieved to finally be finding new companions. Yes, and thank you for the reminder to make a note that, yeah, all of this content is being turned into a DM's Guild guide uh, about gender-bending Curse of Strahd, so that'll be coming up soon. And Tyler, last but not least on my screen. Hello, I'm Ty Stone. I'm on Twitter at Roxy Tiefling, where I'm giving the whole social media thing a try. Um, and I've been Beth the Bard's personal assistant for over 14 years now. Um, I will be playing Roxy, the Hexblood Bard of the Spirits, 
um, who has memory issues and a horrific identity crisis. Fantastic. And we have actually been playing for a couple of weeks now. This is just the first time we're doing it live on Twitch. So these guys are familiar with each other. And last session, we found ourselves in the woods, surrounded by mist. We don't quite know how we got here yet. Something we will find out. But you did stumble upon a house that was very inviting and then mostly threatening. And upon making your way through it, you discovered a few things, right? You found some spell scrolls. You found a deed to the house, a deed to a windmill. Uh, I think there was some money, right? A lot of licking the floors involved. I do remember that. But um, <clears throat> you did defeat a nefarious creature in the basement, uh, therefore bringing the house entirely crumbling to dust. And you find yourselves now in the grass, staring at this rubble. You look around you, you see a dark and dismal little village uh, empty streets. It is it is nighttime. It is not super late into the night, um, but it is uncomfortably dark. Um, what would you guys like to do here? Uh, that voice, that the voice that welcomed us here, that was the voice from the letter that we found in the house. Oh, I shouldn't talk to her. I mean, I'm not really quite sure anything on um, living should talk to you. Yeah, Eddie. Pod just looks over their shoulder at nothing. I just know that from the letter, that voice was very angry. It doesn't seem like anyone that should be messed with. I don't know who Strahd is, but... They seem like they're very powerful. I like to mess with things that don't need to be messed with. Sounds like fun. There is not much going on around you right now as it is evening, but looking down the road, you do see um, the light of one building. Would you like to make your way there? Sure. The only building with light coming from it? Well, you look around at the other houses, you look around at the other buildings, they seem to be closed up for the evening. Um, everyone's curtains are drawn if there is anybody in these homes. It's kind of hard to tell. They look dilapidated. Um, many of the windows are either boarded up or broken. Uh, the breeze kind of flowing in and out of the houses, most of them as you pass. Um, you do see a shop uh, to the left of you as you're heading down the dirt road. Uh, marked Bathilda's Mercantile, and it is closed for the evening. Um, but near it, you see where the light is coming from, and it, there's an open doorway. The light is spilling out, and the sign above the door uh, says, Blood on the Vine, Cavern and Inn. It looks like it used to say of the vine, but it was scratched out and painted over very poorly. 
before we head into town, I'll fish my cap that I shoved into my bag when I was running from my life out. I'll quickly fit it to my head and turn into a, uh, a tall human woman with sandy blonde hair. And just uh, a simple, a simple just night out of just walking around town outfit. Nice. As you're doing that, um, you notice a couple of things. Uh, one, you notice a very pained sobbing noise coming from a nearby house. Um, the other thing you notice is a an older man kind of wheeling his way towards you guys as you as you're nearing this tavern there seems to be a little bit little bit more going on um is this man paying attention to us at all or just doing his own thing he hasn't noticed you yet he's he's okay. pushing a cart and he's kind of hunched over uh, uh you're like your uh your wolf back yes Yes, DJ, thank you. I will take that. And the fur, if you still have the fur. Yeah. And so DJ will reach for their jaw and like completely unhinge it and continue to stretch their jaw. As you can see, like it's a, this thread that sewed it together starts to separate and reaches one hand in and starts to pull out this like taxidermy wolf out slowly out of its mouth. And then this red full fur out. Ah, ah. And then re-catch the, the faux fur, and then push the jaw back into place as the black threads sew the jaw back on. Rex, DJ, it's in perfect condition. Thank you. While they're <sighs> doing this, I go over behind them and just look down. I'm like, "You are a fascinating creature. Can we see the stitches, the black stitches that hold you together, or do they? You can go see away? them." You can see certain things that are like the recent deer antlers that have been put on, the black tentacle at the top of the head, the tiefling horns, those you can see the black threads, and you can see like certain ligaments, like where the elbow is, the wrist is, and the shoulder, like major joints you see stitched together. Do you mind if I poke around a little bit? I'm just oh. very curious. <laughs> I just kind of run my fingers around, just kind of studying the the stitching and and as you kind of trace the stitching you'll realize like the black threads they feel like cold and metallic fascinating i'll have to make a note of this uh, shall we shall we head into town uh, yes in in one moment um and sarzeneth still has her her wings out from inside the house and she's going to like again almost shudder and um her wings will like melt back into her uh back and she'll put her suit jacket back on and her sunglasses back on so you can't see her eyes very nice as you're doing this um the old man has uh bridged the gap between where he was and where you guys are, um, kind of still standing out on the street, uh, gathering, gathering your wits about you, and um, he um, he approaches. He pushes his little cart. You hear the little as it kind of clanks over stones, and um, he just he looks at you and. Eh. Why, hello, dearies. May I interest you in a pie this evening? Oh, 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 
Right? Yeah. Familiar. Have I? I feel like we know each other. Have we met before? I feel like we've met before. You do kind of feel like you've met before, but you really cannot figure out why that is. I just, I just think that you were my favorite person. I don't oh. remember why, but uh -huh. I know there is something that I liked about you. But I was your favorite. You're absolutely my favorite. Sir, I apologize. You're going to have to be my second favorite. Uh, my friend DJ hey. is my absolute favorite. What? What? What about please me? Ignore, please ignore her. She's not even here. I'm going to like smack Todd upside the head. <laughs> He, um, he kind of uh, nods and he goes, well, if you remember me, then you remember how good my pies are. They're only a gold piece. And is the pie like exposed like on top of the cart? Yeah, so you look over at the cart, you can see um, several pies sitting on top. The bottom of the cart is kind of surrounded by a small curtain. And as you are looking at the pies, you hear a thumping um, behind the curtain. Um, no mind and jumps on top of the cart and literally is just eating one of the pies, just going. Yeah, gosh, a gold piece! Uh, yeah, I'll, gold him. Piece. I'll take out a gold piece and just be like, I'll pay for that one. Thank you. Um, did Pocket I miss it. what kind of pies they were? Uh, he did not. Oh, are you asking him? Yes. Ah, these are. Hey, he's kind of shoving DJ off of the cart in the process of, oh. like, trying to talk to you. These are locally sourced eyes. And as he's explaining it to you, you see DJ get a very strange look on his face. You say, or their face, I'm sorry, on their face. Um, you see their eyes glaze over, um almost going completely white. And DJ, you are feeling a fully out of body experience as everything around you disappears and you are in a field of grass. You can feel actual like sunlight on your goblin skin and you can see sunlight and everything feels really beautiful and you are kind of stuck there for a bit um the rest of you it looks like dj is dying so it doesn't look like he they might be under a spell of some sort it looks like they have disappeared entirely um they have sat down into the dirt uh they are they are not there anymore. It is a pretty horrifying thing to watch from your end. I was gonna snap my fingers in front of their face and be like, DJ, DJ, I we need to find him, a, find them a better digestive system. Uh, but later, uh, I'd like to do like a ar arcana check or a medicine check to see if it's physical or uh, magic of some sort. Okay, um, that would be an Arcana check. As, uh, the old man's like, don't worry about it, the rest of you want a pie, too? Out of curiosity, 
uh, just the effects of the fight only matter when you digest, since technically anything I eat is not so much consumed as much as it's transported. Nope. I got an eight. Got an eight. Uh, well, with an eight, you can tell that it's not like a poison. Um, it is a very magical reaction. I'll just look at the the older man and be like, "What? What is in these pies? Is he gonna be okay? Are they gonna be okay?" And don't you worry about it. They're gonna have a nice time, and you'll see him again later. So this is why he's your favorite person, Todd, huh? You know, I don't think so. I just don't think so. I don't think that I tried a pie last time. But I mean, if if DJ's gonna have a good time and he's they're gonna be back with us later, then maybe we just yeah, carry I, them on? If they're gonna be okay, I'll just kind of like, scoop. Sir, and I'm gonna DJ lean into the, to the old man. Sir, have you ever had anyone die from your pies? Well, not that I'm aware. See, it's fine. It's fine. They're fine. We'll just carry them with us. They'll have a good time in magic land. It's good. And Roxy would start feeling something tugging at like their leg. And you'll look down and see that my the little mechanical teddy bear, the little malfigured teddy bear, kind of looking up. Yeah. Baby boombox is just pulling. I just hear the clanking you. of the metal. I was kind of reach down and try to grab them up too and have them on top of DJ and and little baby Wilmot will kind of like cradle into the body of DJ and just kind of lay there. I remember this little one. They they did their best to help me out of the house, but it just I was so clumsy. I'm just going to look at Sar and say, "See? We're good. Let's go." And Todd's just going to continue walking on. Before All right. And just yell, away. "Have a good night, sir. Wherever I yeah. know you from." Yeah, too, darling. I'll say I'm gonna look over to the side where there's no one and be like, "How do how do we know him? I know we know him from somewhere." And then just keep going. All right. Before we walk away, I'll say in my normal voice, "If anything happens to them, I will find you." And then I'll just hex. I'll just hex for the heck of it. Oh, tell us how hex. Uh, just to kind of give an intimidate, it, I'll give him disadvantage on wisdom checks, but it's really just as a intimidation effect. Okay. So uh, as I'm saying it, any shadows from me will kind of stretch out and slowly crawl around the man. Yeah. Yes. It'll be fine. And you see him kind of get a little angry. Turn and walk away. You hear his cart push away as well as he's muttering under his breath. And you guys are heading into the inn and tavern, I presume? Todd's yes. just um, gonna walk in and throw the doors open. I'm back! I'm pretty sure I've been here before. 
Um, <laughs> sit at a table and look around. Did someone say they were picking up DJ to bring them along? I'm I'm carrying them. Okay. <laughs> Karen is. Um, it's awkward because one half is longer than the other, so mm -hmm. I'm like trying to hold the longer half as the shorter half's tucked in. And now you can sense this, DJ, that you're being lifted and moved. And you can tell that something is off. And I'm like, I, for me, I feel that I'm in this grassy field. Yes. But that it's suddenly lifting and moving uh, through space. <laughs> I'm going to try to eat the ground. <laughs> Please tell me he licks rocks or they lick rocks. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly where I was going to go with that. <laughs> Roxy, as you're carrying DJ in, all of a sudden they lean forward and they just begin licking your face. This long goblin tongue. <laughs> uh, and specifically a goblin-esque snake tongue. That was the recent mod tongue. So it's very snake-like. Yes. Oh, he's dreaming about architecture. You having fun back there, Roxy? Yeah, they're just, I think they're having a great old time. Certainly um, looks like it. Baby Boombox is going to try and um, hit uh, DJ. All if right. If does anything. Well, let's see. Well, I don't even know if I could hit myself because I have some mad defense. <laughs> I just saw that on your sheet. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to try it. That could be used against you. <laughs> Oh, that did not work. Hold on. It's a, uh, what is the role for my homunculus to hit me? God, it's a plus four. Plus four. Fingers crossed. And I hit myself. Ah, uh, 22. Oh. Uh, yeah, your homunculus just punches you in the face. Um. <laughs> did it help? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say that, yeah, it's helping. Uh, you, you tell us what it looks like as you're coming, coming to slowly. So as Roxy's carrying DJ and Baby Boombox, Baby Boombox out of like a small rage just starts pounding on DJ's chest and you start seeing like the threads that hold the stardom together start to unravel ever so slightly. And as the threads kind of collapse open <laughs> and is immediately going to uh, apologize, but I'm um, going to bite Roxy. <laughs> Is that's It'll what happens work. when they're startled. It'll probably work. Um, that's an unarmed strikes. No, that's that's low. So that's only a nine to hit. Oh no. I'm gonna go ahead and say this would be a good moment. We have a couple of wild magic surges oh, no. that have been um, uh, brought in for you guys. Um, and one specifically for DJ Boombox, which I feel like. The moment you're coming off of a very magical um, food situation would be a great opportunity. And I have a special uh, Ravenloft themed wild magic surge table here. So for it. go ahead and roll for it. Bum, bum, bum. Um, okay, so, oh my gosh. Uh, for the next hour, your tongue 
transforms from that of a snake tongue to a very large centipede with all the proper legs and everything. You can also speak every single language. Huddy immediately scoots back in their chair. <laughs> like, halfway across the tavern, back in their chair. That means Roxy will feel a centipede crawling along their face where <laughs> DJ just tried to bite. Which it will actually disappear under my illusion. I'll just... Uh, Mm. I'm up. I'll just I'm gently be like, okay, 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 and just slowly set them down. Just be like, okay, there we go. And uh, DJ's leaning fully into it, oh, and the centipede will kind of crawl along the face and just sit like right here. So their tongue is just hanging out their mouth, sitting on their forehead. Now, was that in your bag? Huh. I do a lot of things, so I don't know. Who else is in the tavern? Like, who's in a back corner, farthest possible corner of the tavern? <laughs> because so that's, that's where Todd's going. Todd's going to go sit with someone in the back corner of the tavern. As you have all walked in here, um, Roxy carrying DJ, DJ licking Roxy in the face with a snake tongue, uh, getting punched in the face with a homunculus, coming to... Uh, trying to bite Roxy again, licking Roxy in the face with a centipede tongue. Um, you look around the uh, tavern, Todd, and you notice a few things. One, you notice the barkeep. Um, she is standing, she's standing behind the counter. She's cleaning glasses. You notice uh, a group of people, three people uh, dressed in bright, beautiful, colorful clothing um, over to your right. And in the back corner, you do see a woman and she is sitting with a person that looks very short and is wearing a cloak. You can't quite tell. Um, I am in their on. booth. I am in their booth, <laughs> uninvited, <laughs> jumped into the corner. How oh, are hi. you? Hi. How are you? I am. Uh, hello? Uh, who, who are you? Um, uh, yes. Uh, I'm gonna try really. You can hard go ahead and sit with me, I, I guess. Tongue. Um. And she looks around at, at what you're talking about, and she just seems really flabbergasted at the moment that you just sat down there. Um. Uh. Well, welcome. Uh. My name is Irina. Uh. Who are Who are you? I'm Todd. It's nice to meet you, Irina. Can we get drinks. Not Sar. Why don't you? sit over there with them. And I'm going to lean around. Drinks. Lots of drinks. Over here. I'm going to go over and, like, push Todd over and sit uncomfortably close to them. <laughs> you have Hi, brought Sar. company. This is Sar. Sar, this is Irina and her pet. I'm buying them drinks. I'm going to lean uh, away. <laughs> The, the person behind the counter, um, she kind of looks up and um, hears this and says, a small glass of wine will cost one copper piece. I'm going to interrupt picture. immediately and be like, just bring, just bring the stuff over here. Lots of it. Very well. You see her reach down, pull out a couple pitchers of wine, head on over. 
set them on the table. Um, she doesn't try to talk to you. She doesn't make eye contact. She just sets them down and then walks back to behind the counter where she picks up a glass and scrubs it, picks up another one, scrubs it, and is just kind of focused on her own thing. Whole time I'm staring at the centipede like, I did, this is, you continue to amaze. I did not know you could attach living creatures to yourself. Actually, I, I can do that a lot. Let's try to stop doing that though, because it makes them uncomfortable. I could imagine, imagine that being so. So, uh, what are we doing up here? Uh, I think, I think, I don't really, our friends went over there. Should we just go join them at that table? Okay. And DJ books it over to the table. And like, I mean, yeah. onto the table, like we'll jump up and sit in the middle of the table. <laughs> that DJ just, if you could, you could keep the centipede a little bit. And you're still my favorite. You're still my favorite. DJ slurps the centipede, the centipede back just, in her mouth. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I'll pour everybody some wine and then pull take the rest over. of the bottle. What were you saying, Fenway? I was saying, I pulled DJ off of the table and put them on my lap. <laughs> uh the woman Irina that you're sitting with she looks over at the uh the three people sitting across the tavern and kind of gives these eyes like uh and they kind of look back like uh, and um she goes uh it is very nice to um, meet all of you I think um I'm Irina uh, this is my little brother. Uh, his name is Ismark. And she kind of pulls back his hood a little and you see what looks to be like maybe a 12-year-old child that's sitting with her, just kind of just kind of sitting reading a book. I'm going to lean over to Sar and be like, her brother, not her pet. Even Thank though she's already her <laughs> What What are you doing here? Uh, well, I am... We are staying here for... Uh, the last couple of nights, um, I am, uh, well, actually, I'm looking for, um, for some help, and you look like, you do not live here. I have never seen you before. I don't live anywhere. I technically don't live either. It's, I have it's seen a long stranger. Story. Yeah, well, I mean... Todd's been here for a while. I came from the Nine Hells. I don't know where Roxy came from, though. If I might ask, where is here? Uh, uh, this is uh, the village of Barovia. Um, a little Valonia? That, that's, a, that's a food. Did you uh, come from Is this one that was invented? She's just like... Like, through what is mist. happening? Do you get water people through the mist? Well, we get them um, every once in a while. Um, well, you know, a group of people that, you know, some have, have horns and some have, um, you know, the tusks and things like that. Um, but they don't, they don't usually make it all the way here. Um, why is that? 
Uh, well, there is uh, there is a house that is kind of famous here for, um, you know, bringing in uh, people that pass through the mist. It kind of, you know, oh, eats that them one. up and they do not make it back out, so. Well, we went through that one. Wait, you went into it and you are here? Oh, yeah, the house party was very <sighs> disappointing. And the That's where the tentacle on their head came from. Oh, I got this from that. And details start coughing and like a chunk of wood will come up. That's also from the house. I ate that. Oh, I am very impressed that that house is very cursed. It, um, I, it, I mean, it was cursed before, um, everybody, uh, that lived there was murdered. Um, we found we them too. They don't taste good. Uh, they, uh, yes, they died about five years ago. Um, they didn't taste good. Um, anyways, um... Don't worry, they don't actually have a digestive system. It's just more of the memory of what taste was. Yeah, I don't eat food, but I, I taste food. You'd be surprised what they can do in any building, and I just kind of, like, take a dagger out and take a chunk of the wall and... Hand it to DJ and be like, what can you tell us about this place? Ah, mm, ah. And DJ will start nibbling on it and use the feature of learning architecture and everything I can learn about the building from the taste of this wall. Uh, you can tell that it is a two-story building. There are, there's some, uh, there's another floor upstairs. You can sense emptiness, maybe rooms. Maybe this is where the inn is. Um, you can... Hypostasia. Uh, it's a hollow ass building. Uh, the wood's not very stable, but it's good for only two. They tried to do a third, but um, the wood wasn't strong enough. But good foundation. They considered a basement, but uh, uh, nah. Oh, this place is going to fall apart soon. Yeah, you definitely sense the place is pretty. Uh, there's a lot of deterioration happening. You can taste mold, um, but a lot of fresh paint as well. They make it look good, but it doesn't taste as great, but I'm... It tastes... It's aged wood, so it's good. It's good. It's wood. Guys. Ah, uh, well... You know, I think maybe perhaps you are the people I've been needing to find and talk to. Um, are you trying to build a new place or something? No, this is... This is not my place. We are just staying here uh, the last couple of nights. Um, I... I am... I was going to try to do things by myself, but um, are you by chance looking for, uh, well, I don't have a lot of money, but you also, if you are new here, you are probably looking for how you ended up here and where you need to go, yes? No, I found friends. <laughs> I oh, definitely here think would be a good answer. That... Yeah. You, um, well, I... I would like to hire you if you are interested. I have a couple of things I can pay and I can point you in the direction of someone who can help you figure out everything you might be wondering. Are you watching for something? Well, maybe not you. She kind of reaches out and um, uh, pats your head. Todd <laughs> immediately grabs her wrist and puts her hand back towards herself. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Todd, be nice. 
my friend. But if uh, you're looking for something, I can I can help. Oh, I. She looks around um, to see if anybody is in earshot, and she says, "There." I have a situation. Um, my mother, uh, she is the burgomaster of this town. Um, she has died. And I need some help to get her to the church for a proper burial. Um, and I, I, nobody that I trust around here, um, is willing to help because of how she died. Um, how did she die? Sorry, well, that absolutely perks up at that. <laughs> um, uh, she, she, she was a very good woman. She, uh, she really wanted to take care of this town. Um, she tried, uh, you know, she wanted to fix people's homes and she wanted to, she just wanted to make this place better. And uh, she took some of the taxes uh, in order mm -hmm. to, to do that. And um, our countess got very, very angry. Um, she, she said that in exchange, she would uh, make her suffer and she would take her children from her. Um, it has been a very, very, uh, very scary couple of days as our house was attacked many, many times. My mother, she died of a heart attack just two days ago. She could not handle the stress of everything. Um, I don't think she would have made the same mistake if she knew what was going to happen. But I need to, I need to protect her in the afterlife and I need to, she needs a proper burial and I need to get my brother here to a place called Valaki for safety because she is the countess. She is a woman of her word and she will take him if I do not protect him. And I believe that is the only place that he can be protected. Todd's gonna lean in and say, I, I, we can't help you with the kid. I don't do kids. But you want us to manhandle your mother's dead body across town? Am I understanding that correctly? You're supposed to be nicer about it, Todd. Is that not what we're gonna do? We take the body? Dead body cross town, yes? It, it is just a little too much for me and a, a child. Well, I'm all for working with the dead body. I'm not, I don't want anything to do with the kid, but I, I no, and I turn to the wall. I'm not working with a kid, not again. Eddie, no more kids. But I will take the body off your hands. Not taking it off her hands or delivering it to the church. Well, the church is off her hands. I'll I help put, with the dead body. And I put, elbow Sar in the ribs. I put my hand on Irina's 
completely forgetting that I have an illusion up and now she can actually feel my real hand and just look her in the eye and be like, I am truly sorry for your loss. And I believe I speak for everyone here when I say that we will do what we can to help. In response, DJ is going to remove their left hand and use their artificer tinkering to make it glow five feet of light and throw it onto Irina's other hand. I'm sorry for your loss. We're gonna help you. At first, she gasps and pulls back. And um, as <laughs> she feels Roxy's hand like still on there um, and nobody else is panicking at this occurrence, um, she kind of accepts it. You mentioned people coming through with horns before. Could I ask what kind of horns they had? Knowing full well that I have a bone crown protruding from my head. And also DJ has tiefling horns that has been recently sewn on. <laughs> yeah, were and they more deer like, antlers. Were they more and like deer this? Or like a, like a crown type thing? As DJ uses the stub of a hand to point at the horn. DJ, that reminds me, I have some dwarf parts for you. Dwarf bits. We'll we'll sort that out later. I also have another hand for you. Um, I I I do not mean anyone in uh, in particular. I just mean that we have seen a lot of people come through, and they are not all um, human. Um, but I have not really, I mean, I've talked to a couple of them before, but I have never, um, not much more than a passing hello. If, if that's what you are wondering. I'm just, you know, I just like to ask questions anytime I'm in a new place. At this point, a DJ, a little baby boombox would have climbed under the table across up Irene's lap, and is one grabs DJ's hand and one and starts to try to give Irene a hug. <laughs> um, she looks down, she accepts this, and um, chin up a little, but um, yes, I think you guys are very good, um, good for uh, possible, possible job, uh, here. Um, yes, I, I have money. I do not have a lot of money, um, but I will pay you for, uh, helping me get her to the church, uh, for a proper burial. I, I just don't want her to, um, I want her to stay dead. Um, and then if you guys are traveling, um, I would love to have you along and I would pay you to help keep my brother safe. Can we revisit the stay dead? She, um, she's all the way dead. We're not like helping you. I'm okay helping you bury a person that is not all the way dead. I just want to make sure I know what I'm getting into. She is all the way dead. Okay. Um, but I mean, as you probably know it by your friend here, and she reaches over and pats DJ again and then looks at Todd like, Oh, <laughs> um, uh, you know, not, uh, death is not always the end, but I would prefer that it is the end, um, because not everyone is able to come back, so, um, sweet? Uh, 
We can handle that. We can make sure she stays dead. We're just gonna need a couple shovels. <laughs> and maybe an axe. And some firewood. We just need to bury her in the holy ground and that should do the job. That's why we're taking sure. her to the church. Sure. Because the church is the answer. And okay, he's going to start, like, poking at uh, Sar. And we'll help her. She seems really nice. I mean, we're planning on it. Yeah. Lady, uh, I don't want gold. Do you have any weapons? I, I do. I have weapons. Can I have one? Uh, they are mostly back at um, my mother's house. Uh, I do have a sword on me, and she unsheaths a long sword. And uh, she says, this one is mine, however. Uh, are they safe to hold this? And they look at, she looks at the rest of you guys. Absolutely. Okay. And she reluctantly hands you her sword. And uh, DJ immediately starts to try and eat it. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no. <laughs> it's okay. He'll throw it up later. Uh... You're going to show us the way to your place? Mother's place. They're going to give it back. I need that sword if somebody were to attack us. It's fine. And I reach over and I pull up my stuffed wolf and kind of wiggle it up onto the table and it takes up the whole table. They coughed this back up. It's fine. And I'm just kind of looking under the wolf's belly at her. Your sword's fine. It'll come back. What what is your name, little uh, little goblin? <laughs> oh, I'm I'm Doctor Jericho. Doctor Jericho. Okay, well, if we come into trouble, you will give me my sword back. Yes. Oh, if you want it back, I can give it back. But you have to give me time. It it's not done yet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, you see the little kid pulls his hood all the way down. He's got a uh, just a furry, furry head of red hair. And he, um, he is looking at you with fascination. He looks nothing like uh, this woman, by the way. <laughs> just, they are completely, they do not look related at all. Um, but he kind of leans forward and is watching you do this. Oh, wow, by eating that sword, she said it was hers. Is there anything special about it or is it just another sword? It's, it's just a sword. <laughs> is the wolf kind of like blocking the view since it's on the table from Irina to, I'm at the end of the table, like the edge of the table. Is, is it? it kind of... I imagine it's taking up most of the table. I want to, is... while I'm my view's blocked, I'm going to kind of reach up and pull out some of my hair, just ever so slightly, and under the table start fasten, fastening it into a little doll. Push the, the wolf away and put it in Irina's hands and send her a telepathic message that says, if this is a trap, you will regret it. And be like, which way to your house, sweetheart? Um, um, it is, um, uh, it is night right now. Do we want to do this at night, or do we want to do this in the morning? It'd be good to do it in the morning. 
Um, she um, kind of drops the doll onto the ground um, and, and rubs her hand. She says, I will happily pay for a room for you all for the night. Um, and I will, I will see you in the morning. And she pushes her brother, like shoves him off of the chair that he's sitting in and um, heads over to the counter. Can I try to swoop uh, up the doll and sleight of hand it into her like coat pocket or any kind of pocket? Yes, give me a sleight of hand check, Fenway. What were you going to say? I or was going to say, uh, before uh, the little boy uh, leaves, I want to pull out a dagger and like lower my sunglasses. I'm still wearing my sunglasses even though it's nighttime. And like lower them and with the completely red uh, eye besides like... The regular, the white is regular, and then the rest of like the iris and the people and all of that is red. And like hand him the dagger and like wink at him. The uh, biggest smile ever takes the dagger. Um, I'm gonna see if Irina notices. Unless, are you trying to slay the hand, give it to him, or? I was trying to do it while she was at the with the counter. Okay. Kind of oh, perfect. Flustered. So she wouldn't have noticed anyways. Okay. And then and just like motion for him to be quiet about it. He pockets the dagger and he goes right back <laughs> at you and then puts his hood up. <laughs> and she was also probably distracted by my six sleight of hand check. Yeah, two rolls but... tonight, rolled to two twice. Oh wow! Was that so? That was, I was with an advantage roll because she is distracted. Oh, do I get advantage? Yeah, you would get advantage on that. Okay. And I think a well, couple other people. We've got we've got some another wild magic surge to do and a uh, oh, couple advantages, stuff. but we'll wait for an opportune moment for the wild magic surge. Uh, it'll carry over if we can. Uh, dirty twenty. Uh, dirty twenty. Oh yeah. So yeah, you you right into her side pouch. Uh, she does not notice. She's putting money down on the counter. Uh, you hear her say, uh, Arika, I'm going to get them uh, their own rooms. Um, I'm going to go up to mine right now with uh, with Eastmark. Uh, you uh, take care of what they need um, and just, you know, tell me what, what I owe. Uh, you see Arika, who's like scrubbing the same glasses over and over again. She just goes, okay. And then Irina grabs Eastmark and heads up the stairs. Irina, right. It's, it's ready. Uh, d my, my sword? And then DJ's jaw just opens up and like protrudes the handle of just, just the handle of the sword. Wait, wait, can the centipede legs like slowly scoot oh. it out? Oh. It, as it slowly pushes <laughs> and it kind of wraps around the guard ever so slightly to hold it in place. Aha! Da, ha. <laughs> it is the ah. sword in the goblin. Todd <laughs> is looking at the up. wall gagging. Just <laughs> She reaches over in true sword in the stone fashion grabs her sword and begins to pull it out of this goblin. And the centipede and... slowly just spirals its way all the way down as it comes out. It has been magically tinkered. It gives a faint smell of lavender and lilacs, a very soothing smell that emanates from the sword. Uh, she uh, takes the sword. She's having a hard time noticing the way it smells at the moment. Um, Resheats it and grabs her brother and up the stairs. Gone. <laughs> I love how in 10 minutes we've traumatized her more than Strahd has. 
<laughs> that skill. <laughs> so, um, what the, are we ready? No, Why I'm not? ready. Yeah, no, I'll you guys grab can... my wolf under one arm and I stoop and I grab my giant red fur under the other and I head up the stairs. All right. Um, unless you guys have anything else, uh, we're gonna just cut scene. Uh, while in my room, I'm gonna lay out my Taroga deck and do a quick reading and go into a trance. And in this trance, I can see and hear as if I am from the token I slipped into her pocket. Wow. So you want to listen to what's happening? Yeah, I'm just, you know, seeing if she was hiding anything or just, uh, just being safe. All you can really hear is um, you hear a faint noise, something like, Peace Mark, put that book away. It is, it, you need to go to sleep. And uh, not much else. Okay. okay. And I will turn in for a long rest. All right. <laughs> you have a long rest. You can have your hit points back and your uh, spell slots from the death house, uh, <laughs> which I'll, I'll, I'll make available for viewers to see if they would like to watch that free episode as well. Um, yeah, you guys, uh, long rest. Uh, it is the next morning now. Uh, you're not really... immediately banging on her door. Just the second there's light, just banging on her door. Because I'm an elf, I, I trance for four hours, yeah. so I've been awake for four hours thinking about her mother's dead body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah, it is, it is the next morning. Uh, there's light coming through your windows, but not a lot. It's very much like a the gloomiest, rainiest Seattle day kind of feel here in the village of Barovia. Um, but yes, Todd, you stomp over and right on the door, right? Yes. And I want to confirm that we each had our own room, right? Yes, you each had your own room. Yeah. Yeah, they had just enough rooms and nobody else wanted to be there, so. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> I wonder. It has <laughs> nothing to do with the centipede, probably. <laughs> so, you guys, um, yeah, she she answers the door and sees it's it's you, and uh, you know, kind of flinches a little. And... Morning. We're ready. Let's go. Oh, good morning. Yes, uh, she's already dressed. Uh, Eastmark is, I guess, dressed. He's wearing the same cloak as yesterday. Um, she kind of covers him up a little and, and, um, even you see, she's, she's wearing like this, this bright red scarf and she pulls, uh, pulls a little bit of fabric up her head as well to kind of, um, looks like to kind of conceal herself a little or just prepare for the cold and, and rain outside. I just um, immediately go over to Sara's room and kick the door open. <laughs> just full force. Rude. See if I can knock it off its hinges entirely. I was sleeping. Well, that's the problem. Come on. Work to do. Dead bodies to it shuffle. just turned today. We're not shuffling them. Shuffling, moving, dead bodies. Come on. 
I do not like how enthusiastic you are about the dead bodies, but okay. What? You're the one who introduced me to your father. I don't know why you're surprised. Well, that wasn't what it was supposed to do. Well, it's hell. What, are you, what, what else is hell going to do? Come on, we have to have something to look forward to. It was supposed to scare you, not make you like it more. Oops. Maybe you're not good at hell. That's why you trusted the church. I see. I see now. I did never on, say we gotta I go find it. an axe. And don't, don't let her know about the axe. There's only one way to make sure things stay dead. I don't think she's gonna be okay with it. I have a magical rapier. Will that work? Maybe. We can do some sawing. Sawing's fine. Axe would be yeah. faster, but yeah, sawing's fine. Is Todd talking loudly in the hallway for everyone to hear? Todd is yes. trying absolutely really to not like like, like the worst stage here. whisper. Yes. <laughs> the like there's only only one way to make th sure things stay dead. The axe. <laughs> Don't tell her though. And Todd's gonna walk downstairs like nothing happened. Ready to go. <laughs> oh yes, Roxy and DJ, you have just heard all of that. Um I mean the walls here are practically crumbling. Yeah. I'm gonna have I'm gonna gather my things and forgot which disguise I used yesterday. But I remember seeing a purple tiefling yesterday, so I'm like, that must have been it. So I put on the hat and I turned into the purple tiefling we saw in the house. And I'll head downstairs all casually. All right. DJ, you head down? Uh, DJ's still in their room. Okay. Um, they, uh, everyone kind of regroups downstairs and Irina goes, where is, uh... Where is your little goblin friend? I think they're still Crap. asleep. It's really so hard to wake them up. And Todd immediately runs up and breaks the door down. <laughs> <laughs> you Just trying stopped? for an even better door flying across the room. Hope so it the, doesn't hit DJ. With the door being broken down, what you'll see is literally what seems to be a goblin silhouette made of like a spool of metal yarn as if like Instead of a body, there's just yarn that's stacked to look like the shape of a goblin. As you'll literally see DJ, like, affixing some of the goblin skin to their torso, and then, like, sewing pieces of the shoulder, like, literally putting themselves together in front of you. Oh, almost done! Almost! Huh. And you'll see, like, pieces of, like, goblin hands. You'll see, like, looks like a paw. Might be talons, as they're, like, choosing which pieces to put together. Do you want any help? I got it. I didn't know which part to lose. I didn't know where we're going. Do you have an axe-like part? Todd's gonna kind of peer through the pieces. Uh, I, I've got a lot. I got a cat paw. I got a talon. I have a goblin hand. I have this, but I couldn't tell if it was a raccoon or a possum. Maybe just the goblin hand for now, then. And puts that all and then all the rest of it. And you can sign to see like under the spool of yarns in the stomach area, there seems to be like a black leather bag that is like sealed all the way up finally. And then starts eating the rest of the parts that are on the floor. Okay. Run it. All right, let's go. Starts running down. 
<laughs> and it goes back, picks up Baby Boombox, the metallic teddy bear, and comes back. Okay. We definitely did not almost forget you. The room for let me because we're friends now, right? I would not have forgotten you. Left. You see, uh, Irina has totally taken to DJ. I'm not used to being with people for more than a day. Usually, they just throw me in a grave because they say I should be, I shouldn't still be living. But yeah, forget to keep going. That is and, terrible. And yeah, hey, we get to work with someone else's dead body today. More parts? Okay, I'm very get sorry for your loss. I see to Irina trying really hard to look convincing, but I'm not really sure what the face should be for I'm sorry for your loss. How do I Major even? Beth. How do I? <laughs> Maybe just show she us the way and Todd kind not. of gently leads her out of the tavern. <laughs> and you DJ, notice, uh, and nice. DJ noticeably does not have the horns, the tentacle, or but only has the antlers on. Okay. Alright. You guys step out of the tavern uh, into the dreary, bleak, wet, gray streets of the village. Uh, you can see the houses a little more clearly now that it is daytime? Uh, they still look crappy. Uh, just falling apart, broken, doesn't actually look like anybody lives in them. Uh, but she guides you down the street, uh, to the end of a, a long, long little, uh, walkway where you see a, a weary looking mansion, mansion, very, very, very large house, um, kind of squat behind this rusting iron fence. Uh, the iron gates themselves are twisted and torn apart. Uh, one part of it is completely ripped off on the ground. Uh, the left side of the gate is like, just kind of swaying noisily in the wind. Um, it looks as if, you know, the ground has just been destroyed here. You can see uh, claw markings all over the outside of this house. It looks like it was once beautiful, once vibrant, and it has just been ripped apart. Um, these great black marks tell of fires that have assailed this place. Uh, there's not a single bit of glass in any of the windows um, anymore. And is this the whole area? around the house or literally just the house just this house you can see you see paw prints in the dirt you see um thing like that what's left of the windows and like things are boarded up it looks like there has been war here and irena just says i apologize uh it uh like i said it has been a week uh we are we are not we stayed at the inn last night for a reason Last um, time we went into a big house, it tried to eat us. This isn't going to try to eat us, is it? This one will not try to eat you. I don't eat it. think. Uh, she there's like a like a glimmer of worry, and she's like, "No, it'll be fine." Uh, I don't. I. I. Do you mind don't if, think you should eat it. Uh, you, I mean, if he has a taste, doctor? there might be. 
There might be someone hiding inside. It gives them a little taste. Uh, it's going to happen. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's going to happen. We're going to look away for a second and he's going to, they're going to eat it. Uh, come, 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 doc, Dr. Jericho. Um, yes, come, I will, uh, yes. And she takes you up to the house and there's like a plank of, you know, part of the house that is just broken and she just breaks it off and hands it to you. Ah, oh, it starts gnawing on it, assessing the architectural design of the building just to have it ready. Since we're just outside of it right now. All right. Uh, yeah, it um, seems to be just a house. It's pretty empty. You do sense a presence of something in there that is not living. Ah, old house. Mm. Mom's in here. Yes, uh, she is. And she brings you guys inside. Uh, there are like holy symbols all over the place. It is a wreck. Uh, it smells like flowers and uh, decay. You immediately stepping in, you see an open coffin with a dead woman laying inside and she is not fresh. She is surrounded by wilting flowers. You didn't say she'd be in a coffin. I didn't want to carry a box. Oh, we don't have to. Um, I, there's. It's fine. We can we can carry the coffin. We carry the box. Uh, okay. Uh, you see her grab the lid and kind of pull it over. Um, and uh, she takes a hammer and she begins nailing the lid to it and says, you, you are good to help uh, help me carry this, yes? We are just like one, two, three, lift. Uh, and DJ's just going to go over to the coffin. Is, an, is DJ strong enough to just pick it up on their own? Give me a strength check, let's see. Is, uh, <laughs> DJ is incredibly strong for no reason. This I'll would be put, fantastic. Please work out. Please, 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 please. I'll put my uh, my hand on their back and be like, may the spirits guide you and cast guidance. That is a 23. Yes! <laughs> Tell us what this looks like, DJ. So is DJ's going to get close and start like licking the coffin? Softwood? Hardcraft? Lower base? Structurally? Okay. And we'll like kind of squeeze under and just kind of immediately just get one hand and just go and chuck it up in the air a little bit and just hold it on the one arm, their long arm, the considerably fully goblin arm that they still have. They're taken aback. Um wow, you are very strong. Um told you the goblin hand would be handy. Uh, hand now now out of curiosity how <laughs> wide how wide is the coffin uh it is uh, a couple feet wide oh no oh yes oh no <laughs> we all got there we all got there <laughs> yeah uh-huh so long as you allow dj is while it's holding one up is going to take their other hand reach into like their mouth to completely remove their jaw and like set it to the side 
as it and they kind of like rip towards their neck a bit to expand their form ever so slightly and just take a massive just awe of the coffin and just keep doing like a, a wave to get it to go further as baby boombox is going to climb to the top of the, the coffin and just start jumping to push it down into the body of dj Irina and Eastmark are horrified. Yes, this is the scariest thing they've ever seen in their life. It's equivocally to what a, when a snake is eating a creature much larger, just ha, ah, just until it finally is fully consumed into the uh, the holding space. Ooh. Perfect. Much easier travel. Um, Do you you want to fly, DJ? Uh, Oh. Mm-hmm. Ah, Did that you was... get her down? Okay. The, the place was a... It's not good wood. You should have got a better box. But it's good. Okay. Do you want to fly, DJ? We can fly there now. Okay. I will lead the way to the church. It is right past the tavern. Uh... That we were. She doesn't even finish her sentence. Um, <clears throat> she steps out of the house and begins to walk, and she just keeps Eastmark very close to her, who is like absolutely eyes on DJ. You are the new most fascinating uh, person in this group to him. So, yeah, you guys make your way to the church. Um, hearing that same kind of wailing and screaming noise coming from one of the houses as you go past it again. Uh, and eventually, you make your way over to the, uh, the church. And what you see there is kind of similar to the way the mansion looked. Um, interestingly, though, this uh, this church that you are looking at uh, behind it, there's kind of this mountainous pillar of stone supporting this uh, this this castle that is just kind of looming over everything, and it gives the church itself a much much more ominous vibe, uh, separate from the holes in the ceiling, letting light shine through. Uh, it's also clearly weathered the assaults of evil for possibly centuries. Uh, there's a large bell tower rising up toward the back of this building, and um, yeah, the the door itself is just ever so slightly ajar. Tilt my head over to Todd and be like, "Do you think all the buildings look like this? Is this is this a something they're going for? A theme, maybe? Maybe that one back there was screeching. Still, it was screeching last night. And Todd's gonna <sighs> Eldridge blast the door." As you're doing this, uh, Irina has turned to Roxy and is like, the whole place, this whole village is falling apart. That is why we were trying to save some of the taxes to fix it. And then <laughs> Todd Eldritch blasts the door open. Um, you hear uh, a woman inside go, oh, who is it? <laughs> As like, clank, 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 clank. Uh, the door kind of comes to a stop and and a woman in these long white robes comes running running towards you and is like, 
What have you done? Why have you blown the doors off my church? I mean, I just look at Roxy, and then I just look to the other side where there's nothing, and I'm like, I mean, it seemed like a good idea at the time. We have a coffin for you. Uh, and to I, be fair, those doors were coming off anyway. I mean, look at them. Uh, Irina, what is the meaning of this? Uh, Irina's like, we, um, we have, we have to make a, uh, a burial. Um, my mother has passed. Um, and you see the woman kind of go very sullen. And she says, Yes, let's go. Don't come in here. Let's let's go around to the cemetery. And she kind of pushes you that direction. Uh, will not let you step into the church. And um, we did just try to blow it up. She looks back concerningly at the the door on the ground. Uh, you guys make your way around the back of the church to the cemetery, and she says, "It is nice to meet you. I am Mother Dona. Uh, I." I will perform the rites. I'm very, very sorry for your loss," uh, she says to Irina and Eastmark. "Oh, where, where, where is your mother?" This part's gonna EJ. be fun. Yes. Can you uh, can you cough it up, please? What is the best way to do that? Oh, I just got it. Cough in. Ha. Huh. Yeah. What is the <clears throat> best way to do this? Uh, sir. Um. This. Okay. And then DJ just kind of gets uh, kind of buckles over gets on kind of down on the ground with pores and Baby Box comes over to the mouth of DJ who like once again removes the jaw moves the head up to expand for this and you see Baby Box like helping stretch and like climbs into the mouth a few moments come by and you see Baby Boombox the mechanical teddy bear backing out slowly sliding the coffin out I'll use my mage hand to kind of hold the mouth up. As it's I'm going to grab baby boombox and start dragging them back. You just Todd's see as the coffin starts sliding out. Irina has grabbed uh, Mother Dona's shoulder and is like full on talking to her at the moment. Um, possibly explaining what is happening and, and trying to keep the situation very chill as as the woman is like wildly, oh, wow. Um, <laughs> and the coffin is out. Coffin is out and DJ will re-sew their jaw back on. You see a hole in the ground. Uh, there's actually a few holes in the ground ready to go for situations such as this. And um, M Mother Dona does not say anything to you. She just, looks at you and motions to the hole. But Todd's mm. going to interrupt and uh, say, why don't what? you take uh, Mother Dona and Irina back to the church uh, and t see to the door issue? Uh, and and Roxy and, and DJ and I will uh, we'll, we'll finish the burial. Yeah, you were very loud this morning. Everyone heard you. What were you going to say, Sarzaneth? Oh, I, I hadn't said anything yet. Oh, um, okay. But I will um, 
fully understanding exactly what Todd wants, um, will then try and lead uh, Irina and the church lady back to of the church. I would like to bury my 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 mother and Mother Donna's like, I have to get the the holy water and some other things anyways. Let's Yeah, we can we can head we can head in there uh, and get those. We'll we'll just go get the things for the burial and we'll come back and the coffin will still be here. Completely nailed up and everything. Um and your mother will be fine, and we can put her in the ground. Oh, uh, that that sounds okay. Let us go get the things, and um, uh, she pulls Eastmark to her. She says, "Eastmark, you are going to stay with me. I do not know these people very well yet." I'm putting it in the hall. Or am I waiting? We're waiting. Just you see them disappear from view. Okay, try it on off. Try it off. Lid comes off. <laughs> I pull out a dagger and look to DJ and be like, all right, what part do you want? But I can't lose any of this. It's too big. <laughs> How about a tooth? I have a crowbar. So I take uh, out a crowbar and a hammer and I'm going to give uh, DJ the hammer and just show them how to kind of hammer the whole lid upwards and start using the crowbar to pry the lid off. The lid why is we, off. <laughs> why are we trying to open the... Why are we getting in the coffin? I would have also given Todd my rapier, so... I'm going to... So I've got the rapier, and I'm going to create a packed <laughs> weapon, which is just a plain sword... I don't do anything fancy and I'm going to use both and just head comes off. Uh, DJ is going to try and stop that. DJ is going to literally interpose by getting in the way if possible. Oh, D DJ, DJ, it's, it's okay. It's okay. But to make sure she stays dead, you've got to take her apart. And yeah, leave her apart. The reason I'm the way I am is because people wouldn't let me stay down. She wants her mother to go peacefully. We let her be. And if she rises, she'll still be dead. But she won't be peaceful. If we if we leave her intact and she rises, she won't have peace anymore and Irina and her brother won't have peace anymore. Why are we, why are we building her pop? We said we was going to help the lady. We're going to help by making sure that her mother stays dead and has that peace that she wants. And we should make sure Irina's okay with that. If you want, we'll just take the head. I don't have to take the arms and legs off also. I want, Irina was really nice. I don't think she'd like this. We can ask. Maybe if we give the head a proper burial as well. I think at least, I think the least we could do is ask. That's for sure. I, 
I do think that the head should come off, but I do agree that also we're going to get caught. They're going to be back in any second, so we might as well just ask at this point. Speaking of, <clears throat> Fenway, not Fenway, yes. Sarzana. Oh, sorry, your Zoom name says Fenway. <laughs> oh, sorry, I can change that. <laughs> uh, Sarzaneth, you approach the doors of the church with Mother Dona and Irina. Uh, the priest stops you before you enter the church, and she says, "I will go and I will get the I will get the provisions. You stay here. You do not come in. Why not?" This is my home. Half of me belongs in a church. Uh, not this church. Don't. Don't come in. And she disappears into the church. As soon as she disappears, I would like to step foot in the church. All right. You step in. It is absolutely um, unkept in here. It looks like nobody has been in here for... I mean, it looks like nobody's been in here ever. Uh, there's an uncomfortable silence, and then all of a sudden you hear a muffled... Sure. Um, I would like to try and find it. Okay, give me a perception check. And you do... Who has a couple of rerolls? I think Todd. actually that might be Todd. Oh my goodness. Yep. I crit. So 24. You crit. Yeah, uh, 24. Yeah. So you can tell that these noises are coming from beneath you and that there is a way to get beneath you uh, to your right. Um. That's not the Is way that... the, the lady went, right? No, she she walked into the church and around the corner. Um, you do hear her coming back. Yeah, I'm just gonna stay right here. Okay. Uh, she steps back around the corner. Uh, right at the same time she steps around the corner, there's a very distinct mother, mother. You can definitely hear words. And there is a horror across this woman's face as she turns the corner, realizes you're in here and probably heard that. She says, get out of my church. Get out of my home. So Sarsnath is going to lower her glasses, which will show the completely white eye and red eye. Um, what's down there? It is none of your business. Nor your concern. I believe it should be your concern, considering it sounded like mother. And isn't that your chosen title? This is a family matter. It is none of your business. We may go out and perform the rites now. Okay, but we will be coming back in. I hope you understand. Please do not. And why not? It is my business. And she kind of, like, nudges everybody out the door and back toward the cemetery. Okay. 
Sarzaneth will follow. But she's going to stay sh directly behind the mother as to make sure she doesn't try and run. Okay. Um... I can only imagine the scene that they come back to, DJ sitting on the body, <laughs> Todd swinging around two swords, Roxy just going, well, the head should come off. So, I thought I said that that would be... But we're waiting to... What are you doing? We, we, we've decided to ask. Decided Permission to ask. for Roxy, what? maybe you should ask. We'll let, we'll let Roxy explain. Irina. There has been concern of the dead not necessarily staying underground. Now, that is why we, we came here. We want to uh, give your mother a rest, restful, peaceful death. It can be clean, it can be quick, and then we can be have this over with. And I cast Charm Person. Oh. I believe All it's right. wisdom 15. Uh, yeah. Tell me how it happens. <laughs> so as I'm just kind of like, I'm like talking with my hands and as I'm doing it, I'm like weaving the spell. And then I just kind of like, you know, I'm like, so we wanted to do this with your permission, but we really think it's the best idea. We just, we just don't want any more trouble from this. It does seem very sensible. Um, you have my permission. Okay. And then DJ will open up their chest, reach in directly to the back side of their mouth, and pull out their tinker's tools, which does include a saw. But we're going to have this be, be very quick. Uh, a sword can have this done really fast. Oh, trust me. I, I know how to do this. I'm a master at tinkering. And with, like, the deafness... Of usually used to cleaving through bone and metal, just clean cuts using the intricacy of the bladed saw and just one foul strong swoop to cause the decapitation. Shouldn't have doubted you. And Todd's just leaning over, like, wow, that was spectacular. Do I need to remove more parts or just stop? That's that should be fine. I'd be okay with more, but yeah, one's probably good. Not. <laughs> Irina looks unfazed. Yeah. There. We should definitely right. bury that separately, though. <sighs> There's another hole over here. Um, looks like maybe Mother Dona has actually seen this kind of thing before. She's not too frazzled. She's more distracted, uh, keeping an eye on Sarzana. Uh, um, do, we, do we have to bury it, or do we need to separate the parts? Well, we have multiple holes here, however you would like to do this. As, like, DJ starts reaching for the head, removes it. Yep, if we bury that one over there and bury the body right here, we should be good. Also, okay. we're gonna have to go back inside. No. Now I yes. told you to handle the door situation. It's not about the door. She's keeping someone in her basement. Oh? Lots of people keep people in their basement. Okay, that's not a good thing to do, though. It, 
It's my child. Debatable. It's her child. See? It, my okay, child. That's a lot more weird. Todd doesn't work with children. We could we can talk about this they're, after they're the naughty. funeral. I will, let's let's do these let's, these let's rites. Do these and rites we'll, and we'll I, will, back. I will tell you everything, just don't hurt them. Um, okay. And you I guys are planning put, on hurting them. <laughs> you put all the different <laughs> bits and all the different <laughs> holes. Back to the bits. And um you get everything buried. How am I supposed to do this? <laughs> I'm gonna forget that the hat I'm wearing is what's holding up my disguise. And I just stand oh, by no. Arena and Eastmark and I bow my head and take my hat off. And just like, you know, solemnly like do the rites. Tell us what everyone see sees. This full hex blood, gangly, greenish, elvish creature with a bone crown protruding and long stringy black hair just bowing their heads solemnly <laughs> and Irina's still charmed so she doesn't even notice she doesn't notice at all um, so that's why I don't even notice because she didn't and as Mother Dona reads the rites um, you notice she's very distracted by something as she looks over behind you um, toward a mist that has formed around the cemetery uh, you look and you see the same thing that she is seeing. You see a figure standing there wearing a long black suit coat, a side draped cape, dark hair pulled back taut, uh, a veil of black lace over their face. Their hands are clasped over, over a, a dark staff and their head is, is bowed down in in this moment as well. Um, you also see several wolves standing next to this figure. I'm gonna grab the kid and put him on the other side of me. The person sees this and they nod their head down and all that's left is mist as the wolves saunter away back into the woods. And with that, we are going to end the session here for today and uh, start back here at the church next week. So. <laughs> Why does Strahd do this to us at the end of every session? <laughs> yes, Strahd's scared of my one true power. I will eat Strahd. <laughs> Probably oh. could. Probably could. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we've got uh, got to finish up by seven, even though we had 20-some minutes of tech issues today and had to cut into game time. I'm sorry. Next week uh, will not be the same. Thank you guys in the audience for sticking with us. Um, we're going to go around again and do, like, an outro. Uh, you can tell the audience who you are, where to find you, uh, what you're working on. Um, and then I'll go, I'll go last. Uh, Tharzaneth, you go first. Absolutely. Hi, everyone. Uh, like I said previously, my name is Fenway Jones, also known as Fenway the Teen DM on Twitter and at Jasper's Game Day on all of the social medias. Um, and 
Yeah, I mean, I'm really working on a lot of Jasper's Game Day stuff right now, uh, which is the charity I run. Check it out, jaspersgameday.com. Um, yeah, that's what I'm... Oh, and I run... Uh, I'm going to be running a show tomorrow night as well. So if you want to come stop by 6 p.m. Eastern, um, 3 p.m. Pacific. Very cool. Uh, next up, Casual. Casual Campbell, I've been your Franken Goblin for this show. Um, you find me on all social medias, Casual and Store Campbell. You'll find me playing in uh, Fenway's game tomorrow as the beatboxing beastly barbarian, because you know that's how we live with alliteration. You can also find me on my Twitch, Casual Campbell, where I do a variety of gaming, DD, and other TTRPGs all over the place. And I'm currently in the process of finishing my own TTRPG, and I'm going to be launching some playtest content starting next month for people to explore my world, my homebrew classes, subclasses, races and spells just a whole bunch of it's all new stuff that is 5e compatible that you can bring to your table to add the sci-fi elements you want the fantasy but all with the anime-esque protagonist energy because that's what we're here for and that's it for me i love it so much uh okay so next up is uh todd jesse j i'm jesse davidson uh you can find me on twitter at the boss jesse j i've just submitted my first piece to uh, the DMs Guild for Publication through the Storytelling Collective, which was a great opportunity to learn to write encounters the way uh, D&D has been written for a long time. Uh, like I said, I'm also working on the written uh, Genderbent Curse of Strahd with Beth the Bard. And I have some other books that I'm hoping to bring to the DMs Guild within the next couple months. So I'll keep everybody updated on that. Oh, fantastic. Uh, last but not least, uh, Roxy, Tyler. Uh, I'm Ty Stone uh, at, at Roxy Tiefling on Twitter. Uh, I'm kind of dipping my toes into social, the new social media stuffs and uh, some creative writing all the while working behind the scenes with Beth the Bard. Yep. Uh, Tyler is also helping with the Genderbent Curse of Strahd DMs Guild guide. So that it's kind of, we're all kind of contributing. Uh, and yeah, it's it's a big group project. Uh, yeah, so I am Beth the Bard, uh, everywhere at It's Beth the Bard. Um, Thank you for being here today. Uh, I am doing this. I also DM lots of other stuff. In fact, it's what I do professionally. Um, so yeah, if you, if you ever want to uh, play in a game with me, you can, that's what I do. Um, but also uh, if you want to check out things like the content warnings for this show, and uh, our party's lines and veils and things like that because I forgot to, ahead of time, warn that this is a gothic horror campaign and there is some disturbing content. Um, but if you would like to see uh, things about that, you can visit sheistheancient.com and I've got it all kind of listed out for you, as well as, you know, player descriptions and things like that. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you, DC, for producing this and putting up with the big tech issues on day one of the show. Uh, you're amazing. Uh, thanks to anyone who uh, used bits to give advantage and stuff. If we didn't use it today because it, you know, we didn't have the op opportunity to, they are going to carry over into next week. So no worries. You will still get 
wild magic surge and Todd's gonna still have those uh, re-rolls. So yeah, thank you so much for being here today and see you next week. <laughs>